Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon- <coughs> what is morning. happening this morning? We are just full of phlegm. <laughs> welcome to The Phlegm Show. <coughs> anyway... We are glad that you are joining us right here. Super glad. And uh, we are definitely planning to survive our way through this particular show. In fact, we already have. We, we, we well we, and truly have survived. We have, we have survived the show. Yep. Yeah. This is the delayed broadcast that you're listening to. And uh, that means that if the if you call up for the quiz... It hasn't actually been... It didn't get answered in the live show. So if, so if they do call up this show, they might be able to answer it and get it right. Ooh. Yeah. So delayed broadcast listeners have a fighting chance this morning of answering Ooh, a quiz. never got answered. You could listen all the way to the end of the show because the next time we go live, I'm going to study a new quiz. This is an unanswered live wire quiz that you could still win. Okay. Yeah. All right. So a little yeah. bit of a gleam of hope there for our delayed broadcast listeners. But, uh, of course, we would encourage you to join us on the live show. And uh, by joining us on the live show, you will have such a better, clearer oh, signal. A million percent better. Um, you can do that in a couple of different ways. You know this. We tell you this all the time. Don't play silly buggers. You know what the answer is. Faithfm.com.au. That's our website. Um, live stream on there or download the tune in app and search for Faith FM Australia and add us to your favorites or our favorite way of you doing this is to give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM and giving us a pester about getting the live show out to you. Now, we had actually have a cracker of a show coming up for you today. It's a really great one. Absolutely. We do. We're going to, uh, we've got Melinda Archer coming in. She's going to be talking to us about health and a health program that she's running and a program that she's been running for the last 10 years. Um, she has a massive profile in her home city of Toowoomba where, uh, yeah, just so many people have been blessed by the programs that she runs. These are, uh, have come about really, I guess, from her own, own experience of nearly dying of Crohn's disease. Yes. And, uh, and she's stuck around for the Bible study as well, which we love. Completely free of it now. Yeah, uh, and after I. Because the specialist told her it was incurable. And I, I would just want to say that I actually succeeded in finally making our producer Shell cry. <laughs> yeah, because I share my good news story and she teared up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually share that in the next segment. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And, uh, and, um, we discuss, we finally got back to discussing that controversial desert topic, uh, that we yes. cliffhangered you all with. Sorry about that yesterday. And, uh, we finally ripped that one apart. Absolutely. Of yeah, course, yeah. if you, uh, have a different view than the view that I've taken, then, uh, please feel free to write to us. Uh, you can't call in because it's a delayed broadcast, but you can write to us and, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts yes. on the issue. Find us on social media. Anyway, stay tuned. Great show coming up now. i 
Back everybody, that was Sila with Standing on the Promises of God. You're listening to Faith FM. It's Banger time for track. the quiz. Oh yeah, I just want to say so. From yesterday, the quiz Fura. Yeah, yeah, I like that very much. <laughs> My despoticism likes that alert. <laughs> okay, um, I just want to mention, by the way, uh, yesterday at the eleventh hour, right as we clocked off the show. Uh, Marina from Molong called up and answered yesterday's quiz. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got it in there. She, boom, got it in there. She must have just knocked that in by the skin of her teeth. Yeah, so we didn't get to announce that she actually won it. And now I'm trying to remember what the yesterday's quiz answer was. Let me have a look at yesterday's quiz clue. What was the answer? Oh, uh, she got it. It was Gehazi. Gehazi. Whatever. Yeah, that Gehazi, guy. Gehazi, that dude. <laughs> Look, if the Bible characters you know, the, just have a little less weird being, of a name, that'd be it, great. It, wasn't it interesting being in, in Ethiopia where the 11th hour suddenly actually made sense for the first time ever? Yes. Yeah. Super. Well, I mean, because you talk about the 11th hour as being the last minute. It's like, how is 11 o'clock in the morning the last minute? You know? Well, I guess... <laughs> we're in Ethiopia where they use biblical time. Of course, the 11th hour comes at like 5 in the afternoon. And if you're starting work at 5 in the afternoon, you're only working from 5 till 6 and that's it. You're done. Well, it, it still makes sense in our country because if you think about it, the day technically finishes at midnight, right? So the 11th hour, you only have one hour left. Oh, so like okay. a bit like with my so Fitbit 11 competition. PM. Yeah. My Fitbit competition, the 11th hour, you only have one hour so, left. So this is the 23rd hour. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Amen. Why can't we all switch to that system? <laughs> Life would be so much more simple. So much more simple. So congratulations, Marina. And uh, we'll be sending you that prize. And today, uh, the prize is a book called Be Exultant. It's a study on Psalms, which is really great. Really great book. If you want to get a bit of extra happiness into your life, answer this quiz today and we will send you the book. Um, the quiz today, surprisingly, is also a what book am I? So answer this quiz. Tell me what book it's about. I will send you a book. How about that? Clue number one. This book tells of a time when the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Lyle is poised, pen in hand, ready to give it. No, he's not even going to write anything. He's so confused. I love that. No, I'm not confused face. on this one, but. You're not, you're not, you look confused though. I don't have the answer yet. Because you're confused. Just face it. You're confused. What are you grateful for, by the way, Lyle? Uh, I was going to ask you what you were grateful for because I heard that you had a great, grateful 
Yeah, testimony. yeah, 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 yeah. Share us, your, share us your testimony. Okay, so yesterday I did a little shout out um, to uh, Julie and Susie and Adam. They're from the lovely little eatery in Curry Curry, where I did mention the best veggie burgers are from. I'm not, I'm not paid to say that, just by the way. <laughs> but um, I'd been sharing with Julie um, uh, that I've been struggling a little bit with with work at my other job, and um, and yeah, and yesterday when I went in to, to get my lunch from her, she she pulled me aside after I put in my food order. And, uh, and she said, well, I just want to tell you a little story. And she told me this, this incredible, inspiring story about how, you know, she'd been in business years ago down in Melbourne and she had been struggling because their business grew and, uh, and, and she had to step up and learn a lot of new practices with this, this large business. And she was really struggling. She was freaking out that they were going to get sued or they were going to step a foot wrong or do something wrong. Um, and she was, she was concerned because she didn't understand a lot of the practices or the business practices. And she said that her and her family got together and they prayed about it. And they basically asked the Lord for wisdom. And they asked that he basically enlarged their minds, enlarged their understanding, increased their capacity to do this new work that they've been given. And she said, the Lord blessed, the Lord answered, and they, they managed to learn, they managed to understand, and they, you know, they became guns at this business. And the same thing happened just recently when they moved up here and got into the hospitality industry. She was also concerned she's not going to be able to understand all the business practices that are involved with hospitality. And hospitality is a fast and furious industry, I have to tell you. And, uh, and she said, you know, I never thought I'd be able to understand all the stuff I have to do here. And I just prayed and I said, Lord, please, you know, increase my capacity to, to, to grasp all this. And he, he answered the prayer. And so she said to me, I just want to tell you this story about how the Lord answered my prayer. And I want to encourage you to take it to the Lord in prayer because he will increase your capacity to understand and your ability to, to perform at your new job, at your second job. And I was just so heartwarmed that I can walk into a cafe, an eatery, in Australia, and have the lady behind the counter witness to me like this. That's fantastic. I just, I, my heart was full. Yeah, praise God. I walked That's out with amazing. so much more than a sandwich that day. So, yeah, yeah. You've been blessed, Mon. Oh, so Absolutely blessed. blessed. And, uh, and she actually requested a song. <laughs> Our producer's crying, bless her heart. So, yeah, she requested a song that we're going to play um, after my little segment here this morning. Um, I've forgotten what it's called though. Oh, it's called Raise a Hallelujah. And, uh, and yeah, it's by Bethel Music. So we're playing that one for Julie and the excellent team, uh, there at that final eatery in Karigari. Um, bless you guys' hearts. Uh, thank you for blessing me. Lyle. Yes. I have such a crazy awesome good news story because this actually links very nicely to our guest appearance today. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm really sorry, guys. I know it's Friday. But I'm about to get all kinds of sciency on you. <laughs> Please try and like switch into your science brain so you can <laughs> understand this because it is a little bit heavy. But it I mean, turns it's, it's morning out- time. Our, our minds are fresh. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, some yeah, of us yeah, fresh, fresh. <laughs> if you've been for a run, you're probably fresh. <laughs> okay, but get this right. Get this right. New research has discovered that if you properly manage your gut bacteria, it has shown to alleviate anxiety. Whoa, yeah. that's crazy. Isn't that incredible? So bring the yogurt on kind of thing? No, not necessarily. Um, so people who experience anxiety symptoms um, can actually be uh, helped by taking steps to regulate the microorganisms in their gut. And, uh, you know, this is like all that sort of probiotic kind of stuff that people talk about. And um, and for those of you who don't know uh, 
what gut microbiota is. It's the trillions of microorganisms in the gut. It's the ecosystem that lives inside of you. Yeah, and they perform really important functions uh, in the immune system and the metabolism by providing uh, essential inflammatory mediators, nutrients, and vitamins. And, uh, and all this actually turns out uh, helps to regulate brain function through something called the gut-brain axis. Axis. A-X-I-S, not access. Yes, I was going to say access, that my gut access is my gecko. Yeah, no, not, that's <laughs> no, a gut access. Yeah, I mean, so um, anxiety symptoms are actually quite common in people uh, with mental uh, mental diseases and, uh, and a variety of physical disorders as well, um, especially in disorders that are related to stress. Uh, and so previous studies have actually shown that as many as a third of people uh, will be affected by anxiety symptoms during their lifetime. That's a huge, a third of the population of the yeah, planet. Yeah, that's massive are going to have anxiety at one stage. So what are we doing that's destroying our biome? Um, well, basically, we all know. We all know what we're doing wrong. It's junk food. It's bad health. It's not exercising. It's, it's, I feel like if we all just lived healthily, we wouldn't have any problems with anything. But um, feeding yourself properly, you know, high, high diet, a diet high in fruits and vegetables, low in processed food, low in uh, fat, um, sugars, especially saturated fat, and uh, and high, you know, natural fats are okay. Let's not let's not throw out the avocado, poor Levo. Um, it's going to go at uh, Whole Foods, by the way, as well, so not refined. Uh, it's going to go a long way to helping uh, your tummy. We should actually talk to uh, our guests. Yes, a bit yes, more we got about, Melinda Archer about coming how in today. To, how to cultivate your little gut garden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like calling that a gut garden. No, it's not a garden. It's a zoo. <laughs> Zoo. It's a zoo. I kind of like that too, though. That's cool. There's little animals running around in there. <laughs> little yeah. bugs. They're little bugs. So, um, so they're now showing that you, if you treat, uh, like mental disorders can actually be treated, actually be treated by regulating. I think I might get a mental disorder just by imagining all kinds of bugs crawling around in my stomach. <laughs> That's true. Cockroaches everywhere. I can feel them. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can actually treat uh, uh, mental disorders by regulating your intestinal microbiota, uh, as it turns out. Um, so they studied this on thousands of people. This was done at the Shanghai uh, Mental Health Center um, in Shanghai, Zhuantong. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry if I'm butchering the pronunciation of that. And uh, they did 21 different studies on thousands of people and have found across the, pl- across the board um, – you know, foods, there's, there's, there is living organisms found naturally in some foods that are known as good or friendly bacteria uh, because they actually fight the harmful bacteria and prevent them from settling in the gut. And this is, this study is really long and very, very scientific. So there's some bugs you don't want. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it just goes Been to there, sh- done that. It goes to show, the bottom line is, this goes to show that eating unhealthily can actually affect your mental health negatively. Oh, um, yeah, very, very. People very much might so. think to and, themselves, and "Oh, I'll get fat, or forever. I'll get you know, um, you know, pimples or whatever because if I eat unhealthily, but it won't affect my brain because my brain is somehow a different to my the rest of my body. Not but so. it's not your body. Your brain is a part of your body, and if you eat unhealthily, you can actually severely negatively impact your mental health. And and this study here shows that that's absolutely true. You can actually get anxiety. Um, through having bad uh, gut health, and you can actually reverse it, treat it with having um, good diet and having good gut health. So we'll talk a bit more about that with our interviewee. But for now, this is a song as requested by Julie uh, in Curry Curry. This is Bethel uh, Bethel Music and a song called Raise a Hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. 
was uh, Bethel Music there with uh, Raise Hallelujah as uh, I clear my throat in preparation Sorry. for this. <laughs> my <laughs> no, bad. No, no, I might have bad. switched the microphone a little bit too early. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Okay, clue number two, Lyle. What book am I? This book opens with the author questioning God about why he doesn't punish evil. Give us a call if you know the answer. Lyle clearly doesn't. If you know the answer before Lyle, I'll give you two prizes. Not only will I give you a copy of Be Exalted, I will give you a Bible as well. Oh, Lyle, that confused expression on your face Ooh, makes I'm getting me there. so I'm happy. I'm getting there. I'm much closer. <laughs> I'm much closer. I'm in the right, right region now. I don't now, think but you are. I don't, no, I don't, I'm in nah, the right region. Nah, there's no way. There's no way. I, I think if you were in the right region, you'd just get it right. I'm in the region. <laughs> anyway, moving on to more serious subjects, uh, TV host and um, 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 Christian uh, pastor, sensation, Aussie pastor, uh, one of the most uh, popular... Uh, Christian TV shows uh, here in Australia oh, right yes. now. Oh, uh, Just suffered an arson attack last night. What? And uh, this, and also the pastor of New Hope Church. No. Over $100,000 worth of equipment stolen and burnt in their um, in their media trailer. <gasps> uh, massive hit to uh, to that 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 church right there and of course um, you know the whole media ministry that goes with it. That's disgraceful. Um, and so they've got a uh, a global ministry that's been operating for, I don't know, what, 20 years or something? Yeah, I don't yeah. even know how long it's been going for now. The Aussie pastor, his segments... Even he's an icon. Yeah, he, he, they even play some of his segments here on Face yeah. FM in the daytime. Uh, but that's just, that's horrific. Who would do that? Yeah, it really does make you wonder. Of course, the uh, the media trailer was parked outside of the um, the New Hope Church and, you know, thankfully that church wasn't burned because it, well, that's owned by a, another church as well. They share the, uh, the premises there. And um, thankfully, they didn't actually attack the church, but they attacked the media trailer and all of its contents. So, yeah. Was it like at night or something? Apparently, it happened at four o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. That's when these kind of things generally take place. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, so some, uh, some very serious news coming out of Sydney there. It is always sad when you see, um, you know, religions and churches being attacked this way. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about the Aussie pastor and I guess maybe help out with their ministry now that they have a, a big hole there, you can just jump on Facebook and search for the Aussie pastor. You'll find him. Yeah, just Google yeah, him. Yeah. He's all over the place. Yep. Yep. All right. So what else are we talking about this morning, Mon? Oh, Lyle, before we move on anywhere. Yes. Yesterday, we left our poor listening audience with a massive cliffhanger. <laughs> We did. <laughs> I almost started talking about something, and then we thought, you know what? Let's just leave that for tomorrow, and we came back to it. And now we're coming back to it, because people are like, what on earth were you guys going to say that could have been so controversial about the desert? Okay, so this is my personal views. Um, of course, uh, one of the, 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 the great, while well, we're talking about icons, the icon of, the, the, the great icon of the Australian desert is yes, Uluru. Um, Uluru. We're going to be talking about Uluru being closed down. And it will be closed down later this year. Yeah, for those um, of you who don't know, 26th of October is the last time that you'll be able to climb Uluru. And so, of course, there's a fairly large pilgrimage of people heading out there to close it before it uh, to, to climb it before it does closes close. And I will be there as it turns out before it is closed. And so, the question that many people have asked me is: Are you going to climb the rock? And if so, why? Mm-hmm. Now, it's something that I struggle with, to be honest, because I have many very good Indigenous friends um, who take you know, a slightly different view of these kind of things than what I do, and I absolutely respect their view on it. However, when it comes to um, natural 
monuments. The question that goes through my mind, first of all, is a question of who has the right to determine how this particular landmark, this is a natural landmark, um, is treated. So this is a landmark that has been placed there by God. Mm. Um, It was designed by God, it was built by God, and it is owned by God. Uh, because of that, you know, if, if I build a house, I design it, I build it, I own it, it's my house, I get to make the rules what happens, you know, inside of it. Um, this was not, you know, designed or built by human beings. Somebody didn't come along and say, I'm going to, to build this. And so over the centuries, you know, various people groups have claimed it. Um, most recently, the Australian government has claimed it. And, the re- and, you know, the Australian government has, you know, gone through a very lengthy process where there's been an application by, you know, Indigenous people to... Uh, to, to, to claim it back and that's been given to them by permission of the Australian government so therefore if the permission if the gov- Australian government is giving permission then obviously the Australian government you know owns it um, and you know ownership of these these icons I see is a little bit like a beach yeah you can't own a beach no um, and you know these are things that they are the creation of God therefore they are there for the enjoyment and use of all all people, and they should be held in trust, in my view, for the enjoyment and use of all people. This is my private view. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not this is not your view, Mon, or anybody else. This is my, I'll my share personal. Mine in a minute, but this on. is my personal private view. And you know, we we look at some of these um, you know icons down through history, and we ask ourselves the question: Well, doesn't it? You know, can't we just trace it back to the original people who first actually turned up and laid claim to it? That becomes a very difficult procedure because if uh, um, you know Aboriginal people have been here for four thousand years, or as the evolutionists say, forty thousand or eighty thousand years, then how are you actually going to trace that back through to find out, you know, which particular tribe actually first owned it? And if we look at some of, you know, the other examples, if uh, um, and, and this is a slightly different example that I'm going to give because this is one that was designed and built, and that's the city of Jerusalem. So who has the right to the city of Jerusalem? Who actually owns the city of Jerusalem? Now, we could go back and back and back and back through history, and if we go back far enough through history, we're going to say this is a Canaanite city. Therefore, give it to the Palestinians, because they were the ones who first settled that particular area. But then people are going to go back further than that and say, no, it belonged to Melchizedek. Or they're going to come forward from there and say, well, you know, King David conquered it, therefore he owns it by right of conquest. Um, But then, of course, you know, the Babylonians conquered it, and the Samaritans owned it and ruled it and settled it for a while. And then, of course, the Romans did after the destruction of Jerusalem. And then the Arabs owned it. And then we come back to the Palestinians. And do you start to see the problem? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But what you have in Jerusalem is an international icon that is a city of pilgrimage for Christians, for Jews, and for Muslims. And the best policy that I've ever seen was that which was held during the Dark Ages by the Islamic rulers who said, we will hold it in trust as a place of pilgrimage for all three religions. And, you know, you you start to see the complexities of these kinds of issues. And this is with something that has been uh, conceived, it has been designed, it has been built, and you can say that there is a much clearer uh, line of, you know, ownership there as opposed to something that is a natural landmark created by God. And I believe that natural landmarks, you know, created by God, should be held in trust for the enjoyment of 
all people. Yes. And, you know, it, 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 uh, that's, 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 well, I guess that's my view on the subject. Look, I... And, I, and, and I'll be happy to hear from Indigenous people and, and to hear their, their uh, different views on it. You know, people have said to me, you know, what about your church? Would you, would you feel comfortable if somebody came into your church and decided to, you know, use your church, your sacred space as a place to go hiking? I do see that as being different. Yeah. Because it was conceived, it was designed, it was paid for, it was uh, built uh, for a specific purpose. This is not something that God has given as a gift. Mm. Look, I know that you're struggling with the concept of whether or not you'll climb it when you get there, but I guess I'm a little bit more pointed in my views in that as soon as I found out that they're going to shut it down on 26th of October, I immediately started making plans to fly up there and climb it before it gets shut down. Um, and I hold similar views, but I guess I'm a little bit stronger about them because I certainly believe, you know, because I've had friends who go up there and, you know, when they go to climb it, they've been, um, you know, people have tried to pull them aside and say, no, please don't climb it. And, you know, this is why, you know, you wouldn't go to Rome and clamber all over the Sistine Chapel. Well, actually um, you do. Yeah, but the same, you know, just however you like but in the same breath exactly what you said someone paid for the plot of land with the Sistine Chapel stand someone paid to build the whole thing someone has designed and paid you know to have this thing be built no one's paid to have all the route built yeah I'd I'd love to hear from some of our um, indigenous listeners this morning because I know that many of them probably most of them have a very different view from me and um, I'd love you to call up and share your viewpoint on on, on this yeah and I know Um, they they have uh, you know they have an issue with you know the the dead and how it's a sacred place and the deceased and so forth but how can anyone human for any reason whatsoever claim a natural wonder or a natural anything um, just because they put the deceased there I mean how many people have had their ashes spread at a beach they can't say sorry everyone this beach is now shut down because I've spread the ashes of my husband here like it, it to me it's actually belies a sense of selfishness you, you know that one small group is actually going to take away something that brings so much natural joy to an entire planet to be honest because Uluru brings so much tourism brings so much people can you imagine if in America they said you know what we're going to shut down the whole of the Grand Canyon like it, ha- it to me it's actually not fair it's yeah, or, not or, fair. or Half Dome or something like this. And, and you know, these places that, you know, people have a, uh, a very special spiritual connection to, you know, surely I, I wouldn't think... Wouldn't you want to share that, yeah, though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. wouldn't you want to share that? Wouldn't you want to invite people to come and look and, and experience and be a bigger and part to, of and, it? And to learn to appreciate, you know, yeah, your and culture. And, and, you know, and it's not like climbing Uluru is in any way damaging. Like, it's a rock. It's going to be fine. It's been there for, you know, how many... Yeah, no, no, I don't think we should be damaging these kind of yeah, oh, places. Oh, yeah, people need to be in way, respectful. yeah. As with any natural wonder, but I, I I strongly disagree with this, and I think the reason the government hasn't really made this announcement all that loud is because I think there's going to be a lot of people up in arms, and I think it's going to detrimentally affect tourism to the whole of the Northern Territory. Well, we are going to find out the answer to that question in the next uh, few um, years, I guess, mm-hmm. as you know this uh, progresses. But it is what is taking place, and uh, yeah, happy to hear what you've got to say on the subject. Um, give us a call, 1-800-324-843 is the number. Right now, we're going to move on with Lady Smith, Black Mambazo. Jesus is my leader. Jesus is my lead on my journey. Jesus. Jesus is my lead on my journey. Jesus is my light on my journey. Jesus is my self on my journey. No one without Jesus Christ. Who will be? Who will become the king of us? Who will become the lead of us? Who will become the savior of us? No one without Jesus Christ. Who will be? 
who will become the king of us, who will become the leader of us, who will become the savior of us, no one without Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, set on the light of the world, he who follow me will never go astray. When I'm tempted by the devil, God knows that I will take it as a temptation and try not to do it again. When anyone, when anyone is drawn to Christ, he is a new creation, the old is gone, a new has come. Anyone, when anyone, anyone is drawn to Christ, he is a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. Anyone, when anyone, anyone is joined to Christ, he is a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, amen. Praise the Welcome back, guys. That was uh, Lady Smith, Black oh, Mambazo. I think our producer plays that band just for me because that's one of my all-time favorite bands. <laughs> I've loved them since I was a little girl. Isi Katamia. That's the that's the genre of music that is. Okay, you just said a word. Isi Katamia. I have no idea what that word is, but it's a word. <laughs> I think it's like Zool Mon is saying a word here on Faith <laughs> FM this morning. It's um, like, you know how you have classical music and pop music and rock music? Isikatamia is another genre, and that's the genre that that um, song falls into. Anyway, give us another clue for our <laughs> quiz. Did we, if we do that, we've had two clues already. Yeah, we've had two clues, and you still don't know the answer. That means you get double prizes if you can figure out the answer before Lila. He's got his pen ready. He's going to have his little guessing pen ready. Okay, what book am I? Clue number three. This is a quote from this book. The righteous will live by his faith. The righteous will live by his faith. It's a quote from this Bible. Lyle has got the answer correct. He's written down the right answer. Look at his smug little face now. I was uh, in the right region. You, yeah, well, you're good on you. Um, if you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FN is our number. 1-800-324-843. Or you can text 0491-064-669. Today's prize is a wonderful copy of a book called Be Exultant. I'm going to give another clue. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. 
Okay, go on. Don't okay, give so it I'm away. G- I'm going to give another clue. It, it won't be on your clue list. Well, we'll see. No, it won't be. We'll see. This was the verse that sparked the Great Reformation of the 16th century. That's on here. No, no it's okay, not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way that's on there. This is the verse that sparked the Great Reformation of the 16th century. Whereabouts in the Bible is it found? Where's our, where's our history scholars... 1-800-324-843 is the number. Give us a call. But right now, we are super excited to have Melinda Archer joining us here in the Woo! studio. Melinda, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Now, Melinda, we noticed that you have a program starting here coming off, coming up soon uh, called Simply Fresh. What is this all about? Can I just say, Melinda, before we start, you smell really good. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad you're in our studio just... Taking the scent of our studio up a couple of notches. Oh, are you You're raising about the Lyle? Yes, yeah, I, I think she is. Yeah, sorry, Lyle. <laughs> no, You're really raising is. the scent standard this morning. I'm very happy to have you in the studio today. Oh, thank uh, you so much. But yeah, because I'm, you can't see what's going on, of course, Mon sits between us. Oh. So I have I have the monopoly on knowing who smells good this morning. <laughs> I can really tell. Anyway, 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 you are doing something really exciting in our area, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go on. Tell us all about it. I'm oh, so I am going to be running two cooking nights. Uh, plant-based Ooh. cooking nights over at the Hamilton Church Hall uh, this coming week. This is Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church? Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah, so I'm new to this area, but I've been doing this for the last 10 years in Queensland. I've just moved down to the Newcastle area. Well, if Queensland? you can cook as oh. good as you smell, we are sorted. <laughs> Thanks, darling. <laughs> I'll stop with the smell. Uh, <laughs> um, from Toowoomba. So about an hour and a half okay. west right. of, um, of Brisbane. So we just call people in Toowoomba and get a bit of a reference. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, why would you need a reference to ever go to a cooking class? Cooking classes are so much fun. Even if it's not the worst chef in the world, I'd still turn up. Cooking, <laughs> cooking classes are a blast. You know, I've done a cooking class. Have you? I, do you want to hear about his cooking oh, class? It sounds he actually good. let out, right? Lyle! You brought this up. You brought this upon yourself. He was teaching the, the class. Let's not As tell the story. As he's teaching, he's pouring ingredients into a blender and actually tips them on the floor. No, no, And just no, reaches no, down, no, picks no, them up no, off the floor no, and just no, puts it right back in the blender without washing it. It wasn't like that. That is healthy food demonstrating 101. Don't do that. It was not. Your wife is nodding her head aggressively. It did not happen that way. That's the story. Lyle tipped food on the floor and then just put it straight back in the mix. Maybe he just mopped the floor. Let's try to defend him. Five second rule to a whole new level. (laughs) Moving on. Okay. Moving right along. You You don't drop your food on the floor, do you? No. Yeah, praise the no. Lord for that. Or if I do, it does go in the bin. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's yes. how it and, and in my defense, yeah. it, it it was not something that had been blended. It was not anything sloppy or wet or otherwise. It still hit and the deck. And it, it did hit the deck, yes, that's true. And it did go straight in the bin. After oh. you blended it? Afterwards. Yeah. But I didn't have a replacement oh, for it. So for the I'm sake like, of demonstration. Well, I had, for the sake of demonstration, yes, it went yes. in the blender and then it went in the bin. Understandable. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Your wife is just mouthing whatever. I did. I did. In fact, the, 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 lady, the lady who was in charge came rushing out when she saw it happen and said, to make sure that everybody knew that that was going in the bin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Because have, I may not have clarified my intentions at that particular point. Has any anyway. of your food ever ended up in the bin? Um... I think I did burn something quite a few years ago. It wasn't during a demonstration, but the kids wouldn't eat it. I took it outside and offered it to the dogs of my friend who was visiting. <laughs> they wouldn't eat it, so it went to the bin. So yeah. what uh, kind? The dog wouldn't eat it. No, the dog would not eat that wow. particular burnt 
Yes. Bit of a connoisseur pup, huh? Yeah. So that it was really terrible. It was probably really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Tell us about like the, the theme of your cooking classes. Is this like, uh, you know, what, is it like Asian food or is it uh, maybe vegetarian food or gluten-free food? What, what kind of cooking class is this? So this is uh, the topic that I'll be covering. Well, there's two topics. The first night I'll be covering um, eating for gut health. Oh. So this is something really close to my heart and yes. my gut yes. because, um, yeah, I've struggled with that for we the last few years. We were just talking about this. Yes, yeah. yes, we were. Um, and then the second night I'll be talking about eating to support a pain-free lifestyle. So, um, yeah, a lot of people really struggle with inflammation and inflammation is responsible for up to 90% of lifestyle disease. Um, you know, so we don't have to live in pain. There's things we can do. So you're saying that what you can eat can actually alleviate and affect the pain you're going through. Yes, definitely. I'll so chat to you about someone with exactly that story very soon. Because this morning, uh, as part of our good news um, segment, uh, we were discussing the fact that a new study has come out that shows that gut pain, um, gut bacteria can actually alleviate anxiety. Yes. So we, yes. we were saying, you know, we're going to discuss, you know, more about all that. So I'm really glad you are yeah, here yeah. Um, with, our, with our interview uh, guest interview today. Um I really do want to hear about this lady that you keep uh, alluding sure, to. Yeah, sure, Please tell us everything about it. Okay, that. so her name is um, Sister Pat Quinn. She's mm-hmm. a retired um, Catholic nursing sister and one of – no, not nursing – well, yeah, I think she was a nursing sister as well, but um, a sister, a nun, and one of my dearest friends. I met her through a CHIP program. That's a complete health improvement program that I was running. Um, it's like an intensive for three months. So you meet three nights a week for three months and you're really intense about, intentional about your food choices. And she came to us um, at about 75 saying, you know, I'm in so much serious pain. This is my last ditch effort to do something to help me. Um, I know I need to lose weight. I've been on a diet since I was 12. Mm. Um, poor thing. She really struggled with her weight. Um, and she said, I've had a hip operation. I'm about to get the other hip replaced. And she was looking at a mobility scooter. Um, just so that she could continue to get around. And so she did the program with us um, for the the three months and she was able to lose quite a few kilos. But the thing that that she loved the most was that within a month, she was pain-free. All of her joints, um, yeah, all of those things that she'd been struggling with for so many years, she just said, you know, Melinda, this is something that I did not expect. Um, You know, she cancelled her hip operation. She cancelled her mobility scooter order. Um, and yeah, she's just gone from strength to strength. I think in the last in the last eight years, she's lost about forty five kilos. Wow! So just slowly, gradually, you know, sustainably, it's really important that you know if you change your lifestyle and your diet, that it's sustainable. You know, losing mega kilos in a month is just not really healthy on some levels. Yeah, um, and yeah. not sustainable. Uh-huh. So yeah, Pat is just amazing. Her her catch cry that I always remember her little quote um, that she gets up when she ever, ever she promotes any of our health programs is that. Um, I feel like, because she's 75 when she said this, I feel like I'm 50 again, except without the pain I had when I was 50. Oh, amen. So, yeah, <laughs> so we just, we love Pat. You mentioned the diet that she'd been on since she was 12. What kind of a diet was that? Oh, look, all sorts of diets. So she'd been, she'd tried just about every diet there was. Whenever something came out in the media, she would try that diet. Um, you know, she just, she said, I felt like I'd been on some sort of a diet every day of my life for the last 60 years. You know, she just... Wow really struggled with her weight and with her health yeah and, and and so okay so is this is, is what you are presenting is this an, just you know another diet no um this is this is really i don't say i'm an expert on health by any means i'm an expert on my health and i find that when i share about 
my health, especially my gut health and what I've learned in my journey over the last 10 years, um, that it, a lot of people resonate with that and it really can help other people as well. So I, am, I don't say I'm vegan by any means. I say I'm a plant-based ambassador um, because I do still have a bit of yogurt and a bit of feta and I have organic eggs from time to time. Um, but I would say that, you know, by far the majority of my diet is, you know, plants, you know, seeds and nuts and beans and leafy vegetables and mm. fruit. Um, yeah, all those sorts of things. So it's more of a lifestyle as opposed to a yeah, diet. Really, yeah, definitely. And you get to the place where you, s- you say about things that once you just really wanted, you say, well, I can have that stuff, but I don't want it because yeah. when I eat it, I actually don't feel great. Because a diet is something you do for a, like a short period of time to try and get to some sort of um, result, whereas a, as a lifestyle is just living healthy. Yeah, it's yeah. more about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great benefit of that is that you end up looking better as well. Your skin is better and you do lose some weight. Um, I don't. We don't say to people, look, the only reason to do this is to lose weight because you know then you're just looking at the scales all the time and it can be a bit depressing. Everyone plateaus at times on any kind of food diet or lifestyle that they're doing um yeah i was just thinking about um pat there with you know 60 years of, of doing diets i just can't help but thinking oh, that must have affected her mental health just to be constantly on a diet yeah. and the, the failures and the and the 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 white knuckling that goes along yeah. with that that yeah. just must have been such a stress on her brain yeah the inner turmoil that she had but yeah you know she she is the most amazing person she ran during a lot of that time she was running um like a counselling centre. So she had got some training, some serious training in America and in Europe for um, counselling people who'd been through trauma. And she was able to really help a lot of people. And she says that that saved her from her own depression and anxiety because she was able to just really pour herself into helping other people. Yeah, and yeah. that's so true. Helping mm. others really does help yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you've, uh, you've mentioned a couple of times that you have a bit of a journey in regards to your gut. Yes. So, what so I used to think, you know... I was a bit of a, I don't know, I guess I, I, I could, looking back, I could say I was a bit of a health Nazi. You know, I, I, would, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that I was living a healthy lifestyle. I'd been vegetarian my whole life. I thought I exercised pretty well. Um, but then about 10 years ago, um, I was having insane gut pain um, while on holiday in London, ended up in hospital twice. <laughs> so it wasn't a great holiday. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, upshot of it was came back to Australia and I was diagnosed with Crohn's, which is an um, autoimmune disease. It's like serious inflammation of your gut, like ulceration. So you can't eat. It just hurts for anything to go through your gut. So I was losing weight. I was losing my muscle. My body was eating my muscle to try to keep itself going. Um, yeah, and I just wasn't in a good place. Sorry. Yeah, so went to a few specialists, um, had all the horrible procedures that you can imagine. Goes along with gut issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, yeah, this was yeah 10 years ago. And my specialist, I remember sitting there saying to her, so this is my gut. Obviously, there's foods that I need to be looking at eating that are going to assist in this situation. And I remember her just looking at me and saying, no, there's nothing you can do. No. Nothing you can no. do. And, this, and we know so much more about gut. You know, it's the last thing you want to hear yeah. from a health practitioner. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. She said, look, you're going to have to be on these steroids and um, autoimmune suppressants off and on for the rest of your life um and yeah that, that's just going to be it you just have to commit to that and i just remember thinking that's ridiculous that's ridiculous what was the cause of the disease in the first place what, what so, causes disease? yeah that that frustrated the life out of me i really had to know that and so a lot of digging um and i i found out that if your gut flora is um, compromised in any way um, to a severe extent for a long period of time 
then it can allow you, in some cases, I'm not saying this is for everyone, but for me, it can allow you to be very susceptible to this this um, disease. Um, and in I lived in Nepal with my husband and worked with an aid agency um, with Mother and Child Health and Women's Literacy uh, for three years. And one of the things that I used to have to do was go out into the communities and take photographs and um, and collect stories about women's you know, women's experiences so that our donors would, would say, hey, that's great, you know, mm. let's give more money to that. Um, and one of the things that they would do when they welcomed you to their community um, in many areas was give you a great big steaming cup of freshly curdled buffalo milk, which, as you can imagine, <laughs> oh, <that's so> gross. <laughs> was not the best thing to down quickly. No. And, and I, and I realised... I'm very sure <laughs> people from Nepal really, really enjoy that, <laughs> yeah. but right now I'm thinking, yeah, breakfast show. Some you know? Nepalese immigrants <laughs> right now are like, mmm, yum. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like really bad yoghurt, very bad yoghurt, but, uh-huh. but warm and kind of watery at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, I um, can only see the look on my face right now. <laughs> oh, um, right so, now. yeah, from my research, that you know, obviously it was an untreated dairy um, product, and um, and possibly a carrier of something like tuberculosis, similar to that. Wow. And when that gets into your gut, it can affect you in that way. Um, so that's that's kind of my guess, my self diagnosis, because no one else could give me a diagnosis on why. So are you still struggling with Crohn's? No, no. So how do you fix that? Praise God. This Lots is an, of this research. This is an incurable disease. <laughs> this how is an incurable. I, I don't say that, um, you know, I say that, yes, I have Crohn's, but Crohn's doesn't have me. Amen. Yes. <laughs> so I possibly still have remnants of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, through research and through a lot of trial and error, through a lot of reading, I've worked out what works for me. And, yeah, I haven't had a Crohn's episode for about three years now. Um, yeah, which I'm so grateful to God for um, because, you know, I've got friends with Crohn's who have had, you know, three feet of their bowel taken out, who can't leave the house because they have to be on the toilet all the time, mm-hmm. um, who have colostomy bags. I've even got a friend who died from the compl- complications of Crohn's disease. So, you know, you share what you can with people, but in the end, people have to make their own choices. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what did you what did you do like? So um, yeah, so a, a, a huge change of diet um, and lifestyle, and trying to reduce stress. Stress is a huge factor in um, autoimmune disease uh, for me. I found, and so trying to pull back on stress, um, yeah, changing my lifestyle to make it a lot more plant based. So I was a lacto ovo vegetarian, and usually when people say lacto ovo, they mean hey, I can have as much cheese and dairy and eggs as I like and I'll have some veggies on the side. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sometimes can be. Um, it wasn't always like that for me, but yeah. I, I just found that I was eating a lot more, especially green leafy veg, heaps more of that. Um, legumes, a lot more nuts. I eat a lot of walnuts and almonds. Um, I make my own um, yogurt. Um, yeah, so just just trying to be sensible, um, trying to exercise every day, just get outside. I'm not jogging or I haven't joined some insane gym class. I just want to be outside in the fresh air, just walking fast. It's the simple things in life. That's it. That's fresh it. fruit and veggies and exercise. Yeah. So, yeah. And about um, two, two years ago, I, f- I found a research article that's, that talked about um, juicing. So, and how you can reset your immune system. So, I juiced for a full month. Um, just fruit and veggie juice, fresh juice every meal, um, 700 meals three times a day. Wow. And, yeah, that made a huge difference to me, and I just did that again in January this year. And my son actually did it with me. It was very nice of him to join me. 
have someone to give you support. That's right. That's right. Now, you're going to be uh, talking about your health and what you've learned and doing these cooking classes. Where are these cooking classes happening and when? Just to so, take this out. So, um, the address is 105 Lindsay Street um, in Hamilton, which is a suburb of Newcastle, I have discovered since arriving here four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to learn your way around. Oh, that's it. Yeah, still using Google Maps a lot. So, <laughs> so these are, you're actually doing two nights, so definitely get in. If you're interested, you must book this in. Uh, so it's on next, this coming Tuesday and this coming Wednesday, both at 6 p.m. Uh, it's five bucks per person, which is so cheap. It's just um, really to cover the cost of the yeah, ingredients. Five bucks is, dude, yeah. there's nothing for a cooking class. That's like cheaper than a coffee. Um, <laughs> so this is, uh, this is coming from Melinda Archer, who is a certified community health presenter, sharing her experiences, uh, giving some tips, um, eating for gut health and eating to support a pain-free lifestyle, something we all want. Uh, RSVP is essential. Um, you need to give this number a call, uh, 0438-474-008. That's 0438-474-008. Or if you can't remember that number, just give us a call here at the station. We'll give it to you. It's 1-800-FAITH-FM as our number. It's at the Hamilton Adventist Church, 105 Lindsay Street in Hamilton. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Thanks, Melinda. See ya. Bye. My Lord has kept me Yes it is Just another day That I've been in my Savior's care Yes it is Wanna say he threw He threw his loving arms all around me Yes he did And there I
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. (laughs) 